This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Welcome to Episode 5 of our seven-part series on leadership lessons learned from Dr. Martin Luther King. Episode 5 is about adopting an inclusive vision. Here's what I have seen and observed over the years working with the most powerful leaders. And that is that developing an inclusive vision is one of the most inspiring and energizing things they can do to propel the mission forward. Let's talk a little bit about what I mean by inclusive vision. I mean a vision that really does capture the hearts and minds of all relevant people in the environment. It's one that includes Everyone who has to also sacrifice and do something to make the vision happen. And it's different from those leaders who are a bit more marginal in terms of their results. Because often, instead of having an inclusive agenda, it's one that has the ins and the outs, and it's only for a certain segment. In my years in corporate leadership, especially, I've found four particular strategies that are really crucial to success in creating an inclusive vision. Number one, you have to identify all the relevant stakeholders. And I say all because sometimes people say, ah, that person over there in the corner can be left out. But if that person in the corner is left out, it's not really an inclusive vision. And even that person in the corner has got a role and you got to figure that out. So number one, identify all of the relevant stakeholders. Number two, call people to their highest shared ideals and to a common vision. We sometimes can argue about many issues below those highest ideals strategies, methodologies, ways of doing something. But what unifies people is really what that common vision purpose and those bigger ideals are. That's what unifies people. So that's number two. Number three, co-create that shared vision. In other words, it's not enough for the senior leadership team, for example, to come in and say, ah, here it is. Everyone's got to put their own little spin on it. And they have to own it and see it as belonging to them. So you've got to be able to speak the vision in a way that includes all those voices so they feel as though, yes, that's exactly what I would say if I knew how to say it. Which gets to the fourth thing, which is you create the words and the word pictures that engage both the mind and the emotions. And this is what Dr. Martin Luther King was particularly good at. He was very good at engaging the mind and emotions and capturing this inclusive vision. And in his case, 
even though he was an African-American fighting for the freedoms of the most oppressed in U.S. society, he did not limit himself to the struggle of African-Americans because what he recognized was that the oppression of one element of society poisons and corrupts all of that society. And he learned something new because before he went to college, he was thinking that, you know, all whites had a certain perspective and they fit in the category of enemies. But once he got to college, he learned and saw that not all whites were enemies. There really was an opportunity for collaboration and co-creation, working together for the common good. I want to give you some examples of the kind of inclusive language that Dr. King used in some of his speeches. For example, the I Have a Dream speech. This is what this is an example. He says, the marvelous new militancy, which has engulfed the Negro community, must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And he goes on in that same I Have a Dream speech to say, I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. That's a powerful picture. The sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners sitting together at a table of brotherhood. All the stakeholders are in there. Then he says further, I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. Picture that. Black children, white children, boys and girls holding hands as sisters and brothers. And he further says, we will be able to speed up that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. You may be wondering, what does all of this have to do with today's workplace? Here's something that I've observed. If the business problem is very simple, not too complex, maybe very structured and easy, it almost doesn't matter who you have on the team. You don't even need a very diverse team in a case like that because you'll probably easily come up with the answer. But here's the reality. In today's workplace, the challenges that my clients are facing, the challenges that most businesses are facing are very complex. They're multifaceted. And when you have complex business challenges, complex opportunities, 
it takes diverse perspectives from many different points of view to really be successful. So the question is, how diverse, how inclusive is your organization? Do you have the number of minds that are really needed to achieve breakthrough results, to really achieve your mission in a powerful way? Well, let's have a conversation. Give me a call and let's talk about how you can make that organization more open, more diverse, and perhaps you've got the diversity, but you don't know how to leverage it. How do you really co-create together? Well, we can talk about that too. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com. Oh,